There's an infinite number of universes out there. In many of them, there is a podcast by us. In one of them, it's good. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Before we start the show, Zeb has got this joke stuck in his head and he really wants to do it. So can we just give him 10 seconds? Go. So I recently learned that the, the, the famous composer Sebastian Bach was reborn into the modern era as a millennial. Um, I found his Patreon page and he has a heap of new stuff on it, such as um, uh, his new songs such as I Ain't No Holla Bach Girl. Yeah, he's also done like a rock collaboration called Bach in Black. Um, he even did some movies like Bach to the Future. Yeah, Empire Strikes Bach. These are all terrible knockoffs, like... He, he, like, has no, like, production value in them at all. Like, it's just him with some cardboard. It's really weird. He plays every character. I know. He's got those long, um, parliament locks. Those white hairs. He has this one YouTube video, which is just- it's a clip from Terminator. But it gets to that bit where Arnold Schwarzenegger turns around and says, like, he's gonna return. But instead of saying his normal way, it's this guy's voice going, I'll be Bach. Yeah, and then it's just his face photoshopped on the Terminator for the rest of the movie. It's really weird. But yeah. But yeah. Hello and welcome to But Yeah with Eamon and Zeb. I'm Eamon. I'm Zeb. And it's one of those special days like it is every week um, on the But Yeah podcast where we invite you to look at daysoftheyear.com with us, um, but specifically the one that we pick because we like to pick the best one. Because there's obviously a winner. Oh like- yeah, obviously. It's the 29th of January, by the way, um, if you're listening now or in the future, like uh, yeah. like 2035 when um, yeah. Barker's returned from the past to bring us those good he's, tunes. He's- He's Bach. Yeah. Sebastian Sebastian is Bach. Um, <laughs> so I just want to quickly mention um, we got we got 30 more downloads to go till we hit 1,000 downloads on the whole show, which is pretty cool. I don't think I've ever got 1,000 downloads on anything. So thank you guys for listening and we love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so much. That's so much. Like I couldn't hold that many. I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't hold that many thumb drives that each contain one episode. <laughs> if, yeah. I can't. If they're all on floppy disks. <laughs> we would die. We would be crushed. The, the, uh, the weight of the floppy disk would create a gravitational field so strong it would just crush all matter around it, creating a black hole and killing everyone. So thank you so much, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think it would just be a big cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would... <laughs> Quite that severe. I mean, I guess floppy disks don't hold much. <laughs> um, so, so getting back to the day, it's 29th of January and it is Curmudgeon's Day. It's a famous day, a day to celebrate all your grumpy grandpas. Everyone has one of those grumpy grandpas in their lives. Or, or just a, or just a grumpy elderly person or, somewhere. Or just a, or, a grumpy child, I guess, could be included. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be old to be grump like a curmudgeon. Like, I feel like anyone can be a curmudgeon. Just if you're grumpy about something... Um, or if you've done something kind of grumpily silly, I don't, I don't, I don't entirely know the definition of um, curmudgeon. So, That's kind of how I imagine it. That's what I imagine it means. Grumpy and ridiculous. <laughs> so curmudgeon's day is one of those holidays most people find hard to believe is real. There's no need to worry though, because you don't have to be grumpy to celebrate it. Um, apparently there are many schools of thought regarding curmudgeon's I don't, day. I don't, I don't like that. I, I, you're a grumpy, you're a grumpy <laughs> I, I, purist. That makes that makes me grumpy. 
There are many schools of thought regarding Kamajin's Day. Some say it's a holiday where you're supposed to stay home all day and do nothing. Others, though, see it as a day when you're permitted to be as miserable and grouchy as you like. In fact, they consider it a day when grumpiness should be celebrated. Rawr! Why can't you do both? <laughs> Why can't you do both of those at once? Alright, I'm gonna read this last part, um, angrily. Um, <laughs> so, hang on, get me angry, Zeb. Um, uh, uh, I'm using two recording pop filters. Ah, no, you can't do- what are you- <laughs> He totally was, though. He had the- he had the- the foam, and then he was holding the circle- Um, I don't even know where to start, but if you're not feeling too ill-tempered, though, you can still celebrate Commodion's Day and have fun while doing it. Here are a few ideas on how to celebrate this holiday without necessarily being grumpy yourself. Spread the cheer and make a curmudgeon you know laugh. Watch a film featuring curmudgeons such as grumpy old men. Take a few moments to appreciate your life and why you really shouldn't be grumpy. Ah, that's got me back. I took a few moments to appreciate my life. And now I know I shouldn't be grumpy. But you should be, because it's curmudgeon's day. Yeah, so. I, I'm very confused. But it, like in a happy way, like like celebrate that grump. This this day specifically says curmudgeon's day is a, an official holiday. It is official. I guess. As, as sanctioned by the, the Council of Holidays? I guess, yeah. I'm guessing the UN just meets up to discuss the days. Can you have more than one official holiday on one day? I... I guess. Can you have? I feel like we're always picking the whole the official one, or at least we're making it official. Yeah, but what if I said this is the official sandwich of the day, and I brought my sandwich, and then you said, "No, wait, I have an official sandwich of the day too." Can we have two official sandwiches of the day? I think you need to be an official to declare if something's official. That's true. So if like you or I were a senator or a politician, or a, I don't know, a police officer, hmm. um, we we could then. I think firemen probably have some control over it too. Even a postman, I guess. Yeah, like, they, they're pretty official. Because they're postal officers. Like, if you talk to a postman, he has to, cita- he has to like, give you a citation. <laughs> that, can, you, can you declare my, this sandwich the official sandwich of today, my postman? <laughs> <laughs> and you're referring to, like, my postman. Um, so, so, how have you been a curmudgeon this week, Zeb? Um, I'll tell you one thing that um, is silly and grump- makes me kind of grumpy, but... I don't know. I also kind of like it. So, the heat. The heat makes me grumpy. It makes me very, very grumpy. Especially because I work night times and stuff like that. Makes me very, very grumpy as I try to sleep through that saunerous heat. Um, I've had a flimsy little fan about the, about, I don't know, just a regular size fan. I can see that it's, I can see when it's doing fan things, but you know, I have yet to have felt it. Um, and for a while I've been like, I'm getting a good fan. I'm getting a deluxe fan. I'm getting a super duper fan. So I went over to Bunnings the other day and was like, I'd already been previously last time I had to go to Bunnings to get like a hammer or something, something, I don't know, masculine that I needed for some reason that I've probably already lost. And I looked at the fans and went, that's the fan I might get. And I looked at the price tag and went, maybe someday, not today though. No, (laughs) but, but today I was, yesterday I was like, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to need a fan. I want a good fan. I want to be... I don't want to... I don't want to gradually become a part of my bed by liquefaction. (laughs) So, I got a fan. There was a massive box. I had to, like, reach over the other boxes. There were two... There were two of a similar price. One was $1 more expensive. I don't want to say the exact price because that makes me kind of grumpy 
as well. <laughs> but it was over $100. One was $1 extra over the $100. Which, which one was the one less traveled? Uh, well, they were both in boxes. Neither had been- they weren't used fans. All right. Um, but there was one on display. It was a regular site, a regular looking fan. I was like, ooh, it's kind of fancy. Um, but that one was a dollar extra. And I looked at the other one, and it was a dollar less, and it was a, a big box. Now, one thing I should note about myself is I'm not- I don't think it's really a thing being measurement dyslexic. But if there was, I would probably be it. I have terrible spatial reasoning. Maps confuse me. If I look at distance- distances as words, as like numbers, I generally don't- it doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a- just a- a series of symbols that I can't translate into reality until I really think about it, which I don't do, because I, I don't want to. And I looked at it- I looked at the size of the box and just sort of went- I looked at the number, it didn't go into my brain, and I went, <laughs> this is a- this is a reasonable sized fan, just folded up a heap. And then I tried to lift it up, and it was real heavy. And I was like, good, that's what I want. Oh, it's got that heavy duty packing in Th- it. That, that, that means there's lots of, I don't know, fan metal. This is a that's very- want. This I wanted- because I wanted a metal fan. Mass equals strength. This fan is a very strong fan. Yeah, which does- is true. Although it seems like most of the weight is in the base of it, so it's very difficult to move. <laughs> Long story short, it's 70 centimeters, like the circle part of the fan is in, in size 75 centimeters. Yeah, I got some, I got some numbers for you when you're ready. <laughs> okay, give me numbers. Okay, give me them. Okay, so your fan is as wide as 8,000 sheets of paper. Oh, like stacked up on top of each other. Okay. Yeah, stacked up. Um, it's also one eight thousand, one eight thousandths as tall as Mount Kilimanjaro. Just, just to help everyone. Get picture, picture this. Yeah, just visualize Mount Kilimanjaro, and um, then just like take that those first like ten steps. I guess <laughs> I don't know how many steps there are up to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm I'm glad that they I glad that they got those steps up to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro because for like a while there it was rough for mountain climbers like trying to get up there. Um, but now you just get the stairs, <laughs> and it takes a while. It is. Um, 7,854 times. Wait, so you just climb the whole mountain by stairs? Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, they- That sounds they horrible. Those, that sounds horrible. They got those stairs. They take a- They take a lot of resources to maintain. It's, it's less mountain climbing, more just stair climbing. No one wants to go stair climbing. I know. Hey, you want to go- You want to go stair hiking? Like, no. and after a while, the stairs wear down and then they're uneven. And like, if you're just trying to walk up there while checking your phone, it's like you might trip. It gets rough. Point is, the fan is huge. It's huge. It's really big. Um, it's a log fan. I'll, I'll put a picture on our podcast Twitter to sort of illustrate, I guess just to put a picture of it. Yeah. Of my old fan and my new fan next to each other, hanging out as buds. Um, oh, can you can you please Photoshop it into one of those dinosaur charts? I will. <laughs> like, I will. Human <laughs> dinosaur, your I fan. Will. That's exactly what I'll do to, in an accurate sense to show the size of my giant fan, <laughs> which is a nice fan. I'm definitely refreshed with it on. It's just that my whole room's architecture has to be built around this thing now <laughs> because it's so big. It's so big. Um, I don't know how I did this. It's definitely makes me grumpy, but it makes me cool too. So I guess it relieves. I'm less grumpy in one way, <laughs> and more grumpy in another yeah, way. Yeah, you're like balance at myself. <laughs> you're like balancing your Sims health bars. <laughs> you can never get rid of the grump. You can only replace it with different grump. What would what would so like in the Sims? What what would be the heat 
um, on the like the life bars. Uh, I guess environment. Environment, sorta. And then what would then what would be the fan? I think that would be environment as well. But that'd be positive environment. No, like it'd be. Oh, like the regret. It'd be more like an amorphous emotional. It'd be in the actually. It'd be your money. Oh yeah. Your money would be less, okay. and that's that would be the the bad part. <laughs> There's a bar which specifically says regretful purchases, and it would be in the red. <laughs> I don't know how you relieve that. You make more regretful purchases. Re regretful? Does that mean like it was gretful, but you did it again? <laughs> oh, there's so many purchases that I gret and I love them. And then there's there's other purchases that I regret and I hate them. Is that because you did it? No, I think it's you, you buy one bad purchase once and you gret it, but you buy it twice. You regret it. You regret it. I, I you can't guess. undo it, though. You can't ungret a purchase unless you take it back. But I didn't want to. I thought that crossed my mind, but I didn't want to go back and went. I'm real dumb. That's the reason I want to return this. That's my reason for returning it. Please take this large fan away from me. Can I please get the other fan, which was a dollar more expensive, but actually reasonable size, but I guess more power packed? I will give you a shiny new dollar. You take this fan away from me and give me that fan and we just- Can we please just not talk during this exchange? I think all you have to do is drag your fan back there, go rah, 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 and then they go ha 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 ha, and then you go rah, the problem- rah, 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 and then they go rah, and then they give you what you want. I feel part of the problem is that I literally couldn't lift it to get it back there. Ah, that's how they get you. They put all those bricks inside the metal, and then they come into existence. I don't know how. Like it was easy to lift in box form, but now it's in fan form. I could never get it back in the box. Wait. Hang on. Have you ha- have you checked inside the fan for Trojans? I assume they're all going to pour out and kill me soon if that's the case. <laughs> they're just waiting like, in there. Probably, I wouldn't, like- that wouldn't surprise me, actually. There could be about 20 Greek soldiers inside this fan based on its size and weight. <laughs> I've been tricked. Hang on. Before I buy this fan, how would you describe its size in Greek soldiers? <laughs> Oh, oh, de- definitely enough to to destroy your town. Oh man, oh, oh <laughs> ma'am, you're gonna love this car. It's gonna be perfect for your children. This car takes about eight Greek soldiers in in capacity. Um, it's a great car. <laughs> it's very spacious. It's eight Greek soldiers spacious. <laughs> so, what about you? What what what's made you grumpy this week? <laughs> um, so it happened again. And I can't remember. I can't remember when it was that I was talking about a similar thing happening um, a while ago on the podcast. I think it might have been around Spooktober, but um, it definitely happened though. I remember I, this. I got another door-to-door salesperson, and uh, they did. Last time, last time it was art. Last time I had a traveling art gallery shop at my front door, and I stood there for an hour looking at little like. Um, Looking at big, like, pieces of arts. Art. Just generic arts. Um, I, li- I like to imagine them like the Majora's Mask mask salesman. Just like a big backpack <laughs> covered in paintings. That's pretty much it, but without the backpack. <laughs> like, they had a big art book thing. And uh, they were trying to sell me framing, I think. Um, yeah. But they were also like, I don't know. I don't know if they... That's my problem with door-to-door people. I don't know whether they're humans and they're trying to just, like, relax and have a good time and they don't really care if I don't buy anything. <laughs> or I tell them, like, I'm not going to buy anything and they still show me. And then um, 
they're like still actively trying to sell it to me. I can't tell whether they're just like, okay, I know you're not going to buy it, but let's just hang here, I guess. And I'll show you these arts. I have to do this. It's the dilemma. What was it this time? Was it art again or? Um, so this time it was vacuum. <laughs> it was super vacuum. It was um, like this vacuum that has, uh, hang on, let me just check. I wrote down a few different features a while back, um, but it's like this super vacuum. That like does 900 things. Um, oh, where are these ridiculous features? Um, and they did. It'll, event- it'll clip your toenails. The way they did it was super weird. I felt like I was in the 1950s because like first this guy showed up and he was like, here, we're just going around the neighborhood spreading the word about our company. Here is a free gift. And he gave me some laundry detergent. And then he was like, I'll be back in a minute. And then he went away <laughs> and he waited a while. And then, um, and then he came back and was like, all right, I'm back, which I guess is like a technique. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> back. I'm I guess back. that's like a technique for like, um, getting people more, um, curious about your thing, but it just felt like a bad video game. Just now, now just let him stew on it for a bit. And yeah. He'll, he'll want it more. Let him stew on this incredible gift I have given him of laundry detergent. Um, and then he came back and he was like, all right. So we have this this vacuum thing and we want to show you. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. And then um, <laughs> and then Rose was a little bit interested, but she didn't think they would be there for that long. So they like came in and they started like setting up this vacuum to clean our little rug. And it's like it's this crazy machine. It's metal. And then it's uh, got all these like First of all, it looks just like a small metal thing that then you then attach everything else to. Um, yeah. And so they were just showing us all these attachments, like starting off with like regular attachments. And then they get to this, um, this attachment that is like for sanding your wooden deck. <laughs> and then a, an attachment for that, which is for... So it's like Inspector Gadget if he was like a washing... <laughs> if he was like a vacuum cleaner. A vacuum. Inspector Vacuum. And it's got this attachment on the sander for massaging your back, which is real convenient. <laughs> uh, and then it, it's just all these attachments that... Um, there's too many of them. <laughs> and the back attachment <laughs> sounds potentially horrifying. Like, what if that went wrong? What if you got... Su- what if you got vacuum? Yeah. Like, what if, what if I forget to um, take the sanding part off and try and vacuum my back and I, and I sand all the flesh off of me? <laughs> oh, my sandy flesh. <laughs> oh, no, my flesh. I, I needed that to live. <laughs> I'm just a skeleton now. It keeps all the outside out of my insides. <laughs> my skeleton has left my body because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I guess that's also an issue in that case, but um, so then, it can happen. Then once they were done showing us the massaging thing, they were like, uh, you will never forget this feature. It's amazing. It can vacuum your bed. And then they vacuumed my bed. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's, it's an amazing product and you should buy it, but I'm not going to buy it because I don't need a vacuum that does 10 hundred million things. <laughs> I don't really need a vacuum to do one thing, to be honest. Like, I just need to vacuum, I guess. Yeah, it needs to do, for one, like... Does it check that box? Does it vacuum? Is it a vacuum or is it is it not a vacuum? Is it a coffee maker? In that case, it's not not a good product for your um for your needs if you're wanting to vacuum. <laughs> is it is it a kettle? It, they're not a good vacuum. 
It's still impressive, just just not useful. So I'm thinking, what what can we add to this vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> can we add like a boiling water function so you can make a coffee while you vacuum? Like it, it, it I assume it attaches to your back, like that's like like back to your back, no. like a big um like a big tank, and like <laughs> the tube comes out. And it has various attachments on like flexible like wires where you put your phone, like some cereal, uh, and like another one which has a spoon that you eat with. Oh, it did have a headlight. What? <laughs> In case you're out vacuuming at night, like I guess. Yeah, it did. It did have uh, a special slot that you can put your vacuums uh, tube into. So you can pull it and untangle it. That's kind of cool, actually. I kind of like No, that. that's not cool. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. You can untangle things with your hands. Yeah, like a savage. Um, can we get uh, a phone charger in this baby? Oh, surely. Like, that'd have to be... <laughs> Effectively, it's just acting as like a, a port, like a, an extension cord multi-port thing. This, this vacuum is amazing. It's also now your main computer. <laughs> Plug your monitor into it. You're going to love it. Does it, is it like one of those floor ones that, what do they call them? BBs? The ones that just float around the floor cleaning up? No, 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 no. It's it's a floor one that you drag around the floor or push around the floor. Ew. It it also, it's a mobile hotspot. You can tether it to your Wi-Fi now and um, just get, really boost that signal. <laughs> um, it also can function as a microwave if you need to heat up a snack. Man. Uh, it, we're also adding, we're also like developing some new features recently. Does it? Does it play music and like, cause that'd be useful actually. Oh, hell yes. No. Yeah. This thing. Like, it's just like a little DJ station. Oh, for sure. It's got like, um, it's got those little buttons that the toys have that let you do like a cool scratch effect. So you can like join in in the song. So like, you've got like your favorite, um, rock and or rap artist and you can just press that button and it'll go like, ir, ir, and you'll be like, wow, that was really fun. <laughs> um, so we've been, re- we've been researching a bunch of new, new things to add to it and what we think um kids really would love is like um a a, de- a compartment to just dis- to store your fidget spinners <laughs> that would be good oh it's also a vape um so when you're done vacuuming and it's time to party vape juice you can just pour that juice straight in there wait do you just smoke the garbage that it vacuumed <laughs> just vape it up well, what you do is you you pull the head off the vacuum, you put that baby in reverse, and you put the oil in the dispenser, and you just suck on the end of the tube. And you can do all the cool tricks. Like, what are what are your favorite vape tricks? Oh, uh, you know, a, a three, I like, 380, 360. I like the one where they make... An ollie. The one where they do the, the Lord of the Rings dragon as a, as a vape <laughs> trick, and they, like, blow out that cool um, fire dragon as smoke. Or the ship. Yeah, or they do the ship. You like <laughs> blow out, or the, or the. Sorry. Can't. Well, what you do is you 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 vape out a bottle first, and then you vape out a ship inside the bottle. <laughs> vape, vape a ship into the bottle. <laughs> it's like that whole hobby where you build the ships in the bottle, but even harder. Yeah, but you, you vape in. That's the trick I want to see. I want to see someone vape a ship into a bottle. <laughs> A vaped bottle, not a real bottle.
Oh, even a real bottle, that that would be still pretty It'd cool. It'd still be pretty impressive. Especially if you can seal it and keep it in there. Yeah. <laughs> you can just vape various things into <laughs> bottles and just keep like, this is my gallery of good vapes. Yeah. In, in like 50 years time, you'd be like, oh, this is the, the ship grandpa meticulously vaped into the bottle. <laughs> oh, man. You could call it the gallery of dope vapes. That's what I'd call it. <laughs> oh, man. I would, that would be boss. I'd love that. <laughs> That's something I would actually be impressed by, but I, I really don't think it's possible at this time without the vape vacuum. Yeah. Because once you strap into that baby, uh, a lot of things become possible. More than, more than you'd even dream of. <laughs> also, it gets in your dreams. Yeah. Um, so buy one today. I can't remember what it was called and I can't remember who they were. And good luck. <laughs> let's, let's go to uh, our good advertisements this week. This kind of did one. <laughs> yeah, I guess we kind of just sold everyone on the vape vacuum. The vape vacuum. Um, but I, I think we have some amazing products this week for you to for you to come browse. So drop in to our advertising zone. Are you too passive, but you still want to have more control in your life? Do you feel like people often walk over the top of you? People don't give you any agency you don't have control do you want some controller but not not too much control because that's just your personality you're not really an aggressive person did you know there's a middle ground take our passive aggressive enhancement pill leave angry notes eat other people's food out of spite don't respond at all when people speak to you laugh at people's sad stories click it so it says scene but don't do anything else. Disregard people's uh, good news. When someone gets a new haircut, just say, Oh, you got a haircut. Dislike their video and say nothing. Leave a poor review. With no advice on how to do it differently. When someone asks you how your day is, tell them it was bad. You need to take these pills. They make you grumpy. They make you angry. But only a bit. Just sort of irritated. You know, constantly like low-level irritated. Uh, side effects may include... Anger. Rage. Taking control of your life. Results. And increased anxiety. Thanks, pills that make you grumpy. Hey everyone, we're Bach. And I thought for this section of the podcast, we might talk about Curmudgeon's Day. But we might try to, rather than discuss the ramifications... Talk more about the why of Curmudgeon's Day. Why do you think Curmudgeon's Day... Like, why are people curmudgeons, Eamon? Um, because they're just real angry. They're all stressed out. Like, you know when you leave your house in a messy state and you watch TV all day? And then you get to the end of the day and you have that, like, that feeling over you that just, like, you feel like you're being dragged to hell all the time? Yeah, I know that feeling, actually. That gross... P at the back of your stomach, that couch... Call it couch... Couch disease. I don't know. <laughs> It's a real it's a real specific feeling, actually. I know, I hate it. You just feel sort of sticky at the back of your brain and stomach, and you just sort of like, I really want to be outside. Maybe it's just vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> it's literally a, like a physical thing. Maybe. It's how I feel when I, like, eat snacks all day. Yeah, yeah. And sodas. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. I feel like it's also, like... It's like brain fatigue, but the opposite, because you haven't been thinking. You've just been yeah. passively experiencing the world and just being like, oh, I, want, I wish I could. You're just going to get up and think. You want to walk. You want to talk. You want to just interact with the world because you haven't been for a whole day. It's like the bad sleep. Yeah, I feel like it's the sort of thing that like a lot of the population would feel. And like part of that would probably be like they why they just like go to work, come home, sleep. 
because they like i'm sure there's a lot of people who just feel like that all the time and that's why they're so angry it's a different type of one like it's nowhere near as bad as physical exhaustion from work or emotional slash mental exhaustion from work it's more exhaustion from not doing anything exhaustion from netflix (laughs) yeah i mean do you judge people for feeling for like complaining that they feel bad even though they didn't do anything i don't know i don't think you can but the instinct is there like they do still physically feel bad but on the spectrum of how bad things feel it's not as bad as working yeah like sort of ironically (laughs) like if they were they might feel better that's the problem yeah in a way you do like in a way work can be fulfilling depends on the type of work at least, like, you can sleep well. While well, I hate going to sleep after sitting there and doing nothing. Mm. So I feel like I'm just burning the day. Anyway, uh, what I was sort of getting at. So, like, a lot of, like, curmudgeonhood, uh, like, mo- mood and all of that sort of stuff. It just feels good to complain about shit, I think, is part of it. Like, it's really fun, don't you think? Um, I don't know. I, I'm still, like, building my muscle for complaining. I feel like I never... Ah, oh, right. You're, you're only new to it. I never really complained that much, I don't think. I don't know. You, you, you would know. Do, have I complained that much? You complain about... Um, you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> and how I record things. But, I mean... Is that... Is that, hel- is that I'm helping you is how I view it. <laughs> you're helping me grow my complaint muscle. I am. I'm, I'm enhancing your complaint load. Yeah. It's a very specific lobe. No, I don't think I describe myself as a curmudgeon just yet. I'm still getting there. I feel, I feel you don't want to be a curmudgeon. You just want to have the ability to curmudgeon. Yeah. You just don't want to be a curmudgeon. You've just got to be able to exercise curmudgeon. Yeah, definitely. Like, it is important to be able to complain when something needs to be complained about, like like Zeb. Like, when I... when <laughs> Sometimes it's important that I complain about Zeb and his microphone tactics. Because otherwise the show wouldn't sound as good as it could. Yeah, and sometimes I've got to mix it up and try different, like, types of mistakes <laughs> just to see, to keep aiming on his toes. Um, so you you had some actual specific things to talk about, didn't you? Um, I was going to just, like, tangent it into, like, how social reasoning works, but um, I'm not doing that smoothly. So at the front of your head is where all your social brain is. In terms of, like, evolutionary, like, stuff, if you, if you partake of that. There's a couple of types of brains in how they talk about psychology. You have like the old, old fishy lizard brain, which is probably why we hiccup. I've heard that's my favorite theory to explain why hiccups exist. Yeah. It's the fish part of your brain freaking out every now and then because it goes, oh, I'm not in water. I need water to live. (laughs) 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 And that's what hiccups might be. I don't, I don't. Man, humans are dumb. I don't know how sciencey that is, but I, I like it. I like the theory, whether it's valid or not. And then there's the lizard brain, which I guess is a little bit better. It starts to have emotions. <laughs> then there's the monkey brain, which is smart, but not quite. To clarify, a human brain is made up of all these brains in one skull, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, like first inside, there's the fish brain. Inside of the lizard brain, there's a fish brain. And inside of the monkey brain, there's a lizard brain, which contains a fish brain. <laughs> but then a human brain contains a monkey brain, which contains a lizard brain, which contains a fish brain. Oh. The fish brain breathes. Oh, okay. That's what it contributes. The lizard brain contributes, I think, like basic, I don't know, other stuff. It's a bit better than that. Monkeys, the monkey is really the mammal brain, I guess, sort of. It's just capital G, good, capital S, science, TM. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the human brain is special because it's the social brain. Ah, okay. That's why we're good. Also, like, it contains all the stuff that make, like, it's probably where consciousness is, but I mean, uh, not really. 
there's like obviously lizards and all that probably still have consciousness. It's just a different degree of consciousness. I don't know. I'm not going into that. I'm going to social reasoning. Humans are really good at like packing up into groups. Other animals do it. Yeah. But especially mammals, I guess. But we have a specific area that you can like essentially like punch out. And it takes away all your social skills. Oh, God. Or, or if you didn't have them to begin with, it punches out the empty space. Yeah, if you didn't have it to begin with, then you just already... And then you can just, like, store some snacks in there. Yeah. I assume that's how psychopathy works. You just have a heap of snacks there. You just sort of eat them now and then. A little bag. Are the people, are the people who, um, like, treat psychopaths called psy- psychopathists? Psychopathists. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, they're psychologists, but yes. Close enough. <laughs> um, but I guess you can't really treat being a psychopath in a sense. Psychopath is really the bad word for it. The correct word for anything is, uh, what is it? I don't remember. Any social personality disorder. So it's, a- it's APD. Ah, okay. But there's also psychopathy, but there's also sociopathy. I don't want to go into that. They're all slightly different. One's socially involved and one's more physical is probably the best way to shortcut your way through understanding it properly. I'm talking about the physical one, where you just don't have that for some reason, or it's deteriorated. Ah, yeah. Throughout your lifetime, it does sort of um, deteriorate a little bit. It happens a bit in old age. Um, The theory being, that's why old people are a little bit more offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because that part of their lobe is just a little bit um, less functioning than it was in their their youth. Ah, okay. (laughs) Um, That's sort of getting into territory like neuroethics, I guess. And like all of that is, like, is a psychopath which completely doesn't have that area at all, are they responsible for their, for being, you know, not having empathy? They just don't have it? Is it their fault? Yeah, it's a tricky, like, topic to, like, talk about whether, like... Because, like, humans can be, like, so complex that they have their own personalities and things like that, where maybe someone is just an angry person because (laughs) that, like... Is angry a personality trait? (laughs) I think it might be. Like, it's more of a- can you put any emotion as a personality trait? Like, hungry? Yeah, that's the thing that gets me, like, (laughs) there's, like, people of various levels of positivity and niceness and things like that based on, like, how they've composed themselves from all these experiences that they've been through. And at the end of the day, either they've chosen to be a certain way or they haven't and their influences have made them into this person- um, and the influences can include just like their experiences and then whatever mental health things they might have. Yeah. So it's a really rough question trying to figure out if some if it's fair to call someone a dick. I mean, you're being a dick by calling someone a dick, but like, I mean, they have to be called a dick. Otherwise, they'll just keep being a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to, you have to call it out. Yeah. Um, hey, you're being a psychopath. <laughs> oh, I guess I am actually. I mean, they're not going to know. Yeah. Especially if they lack the ability to know in the ascent of actual psychopaths, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It's a bit of a buzzword. Like, it sort of exists, but it doesn't exist. Like, they always talk about how, oh, in the corporate, there's a lot of psychopaths in business, essentially. Because they're really good there. They're efficient. Because they don't have any morality weighing down their business decisions. Yeah. And, and like, a big problem with talking about mental health stuff is um, so much information is... Um, like put through movies the filter that people like to put out as interesting yeah like so there's all these tropes and things like that of certain disorders like um i was listening to the positive negative podcast where uh they were interviewing addison peacock it's one of the episodes who does the cryptid keeper podcast which is a really good show about 
like mysterious creatures and things like that, like reports of them and just like 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 cryptozoology and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like. cryptozoology. Um, it's just like a comedy podcast, but it's really good. Um, and she was talking about ah oh, what OCD mm. and how that's um, portrayed in movies versus how it actually is. Yeah, and that's fascinating. Like it's portrayed as this whimsical sort of thing. Ooh, like I got to count all the things, or I got to make sure all the things are in order. Yeah, but, but actual OCD is, or like, oh, people sort of talk about, oh, I'm a little bit OCD, but actual OCD is not like that. <laughs> it's, I literally can't control what it's like Tourette's type stuff, but for flicking switches. Yeah, it's like recursive thoughts and things like that, and like thinking something's going to happen if you don't do something. To loop that back to what I'm talking about with the social lobe, the actual name for it, I think it's just the prefrontal medial cortex. And it's related to that as well. It's just, it's a part of the brain which is essentially, lim- it's a stopper. It stops you from doing stuff. That's why it's so valuable. It stops you from saying stupid stuff or doing un- unsocial things that would make you be spoken ill of in the village. Right. But also stuff like flicking switches and all that sort of stuff. Ah, okay. Is related. It's not necessarily the exact same area, but there's a, there's a network there, but... It's interesting that there are functions in the brain. There are areas of the brain which literally their function is to make you not do something. Right. And if you knock them out, then you can't not do the thing. That's fascinating and terrifying. It's kind of implies that like parts of the brain just don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> now we go, hey, no, because I guess it's kind of like a, like it's not this well-oiled machine. It's something which first the fish brain was made and it, it was made by one team of programmers and then the next team of programmers came along and went, I don't know, let's just build this over the top of that. I don't know how to, whatever. And then the next team come in and then the next team come in and no one understands what the last one did. <laughs> they just keep building new things to like just vaguely guide it in a new direction that works better. And that's the brain. <laughs> it's a mishmash of stuff. No, nah, it's all really interesting. And um, I love talking about it, but I've got this weird taste in my mouth. Um, can you Can you taste that? Um, is it, is it running out of time? No, um, I can taste, I can taste something soapy. I think I can taste that too. Welcome to the Tide Podcast, an anti-vore show within a show where we bring you a new thing not to eat every week. And so this week, uh, there's a news article that I want to talk about. Trader Joe's in America is making its paper receipts healthier, but don't eat them. (laughs) Um, so Trader Joe's is working to make its paper receipts less harmful to customers. Although there's no guarantee that the prices on those receipts won't still give you a heart attack. Well, that's a little editorializing. Yeah, projecting their, projecting their beliefs. Yeah, projecting their beliefs on what the prices are. That's not what journalism's about. Journalism is about complete uh, impartiality. Yeah, so... Like we always are. <laughs> so, um, Trader Joe's announced on its website, it is getting rid of receipt paper that contains biphenol S, which is BPS, and bisphenol A or BPA. An estrogen-mimicking industrial chemical. Ah, the plastics. Plastics. The US government has already banned BPA in sippy cups, baby bottles, and formula packing back in 2002, but it's still allowed in products like receipts, plastics, and the lining of cans of food. That's pretty crazy. Hmm. You you always see the BPA-free label on things. Yeah, I always... My drink bottles, I've got... I specifically buy drink bottles, and I always get them BPA-free. 2010, the FDA said that it had some concern about the potential effects of BPA on the brain... Um, behavior and prostate gland of fetuses, infants, and children. Um, some studies have linked the substances to hormone disruptions and increases in diabetes and obesity, but the U.S. has yet to ban the substance outside of the babyverse. The babyverse. What's the babyverse? That's the that's the universe inhabited exclusively by a thousand babies. 
I don't want to live there and I'm glad that I don't. Um, but I'm also, I'd, I'd visit the baby verse, I guess, and just go see what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like it's always great to see other people's kids. You just don't want to have any. <laughs> <laughs> so this universe is full of adorable babies, I'm assuming. Oh, babies. And the smell, the smell is not great. It's just, it smells like a thousand babies. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that a lot of people who visit there aren't there to work. Most of them are just there to visit the babies and like feed them and things like that. Yeah. And not like there's not a lot of help helping the babies out with like cleaning and things like that. So it's kind of a mess there. Yeah. I mean, can adults even get into the baby verse? That's my question. That's a good question. I guess you would have to be a real cool baby. You have to you have to like sneak in and pretend to be a baby. <laughs> yeah. This is that's not <laughs> You're not a baby. You're just <laughs> a quarter of an adult. Damn it. <laughs> You're just um, three adults on their bellies stacked up. <laughs> um, so Trader Joe's is working on replacing BPA lining in its products where possible and clarifying for customers which product packages still make use of BPA. I feel like Australia has like been way ahead of this for a long time. Yeah, man. Like there was, This was the big thing like last year slash the year before, the whole BPA thing. Like, yeah, like there was a we- uh, big thing about McDonald's with their receipts. Um, yeah. The issue was more so um, if you have a certain type of soap and you wash yourself with the chemical soap, like you know, the regular the, squ- the squeegee soap rather than bar soap, like antibacterial soap. Yeah. It sensitizes your hands to BPA apparently. Oh man. So then when you wash your hands with that and then handle a receipt which has BPA in they it, explode. You absorb it much more efficiently. So it's like don't combine those. Oh wow. So I think they had that soap at Macca's or something like that. And they were like, ooh, don't. It's not. It's still one of those early things where it's like, it might be a problem. And everyone's like, might be. I don't know. Yeah, like vaping. Um, so we're over here in Australia just like able to eat anything we want. Like just picking stuff off the shelves, putting it in our mouths. Off the ground. Swallowing it. Grab anything. It's, it's great. Um, but if you're in America, it looks like um, not quite as progressive as us. You got that BPA covering on everything. Um, and while Trader Joe's is um, still doing the good work, getting rid of it, they still recommend not eating their receipts, apparently. What a bleak world. Receipts are like the most nutritious part of the meal. Um, so we're back with the But Yeah podcast. Um, how'd you find that little tangent? It was very informative. Now I know one more thing I shouldn't eat. Yeah. Receipts. <laughs> Although you're in Australia, I guess I can. It's no problem here. You, you didn't already know not to eat receipts? Well, I mean, like, I had never been explicitly told not to, or why I shouldn't eat receipts. It's just, it's sort of implied, but not quite. Yeah, you know, I don't really have the word on BPA in receipts in Australia. I'm assuming Australia is mostly BPA free, but, um, I'll get back to you. I think the little plastic bottles you still get water in aren't BPA free. Right. I think lots of things aren't because it's not really, it's still pretty early days in a lot of ways, but we're deep enough into it now that whenever you see most products, it says whether they're BPA free. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say if they aren't BPA free. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, did you have one more thing to bring up or is that it? So one one final thing that I just thought I might put to everyone. All right. What if the precogs from the Minority Report, that movie? Oh, yes. Uh, good thing we're, we're ending on a topic that ties everything we've just talked about into a neat little package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if when they did get away and then they started a talk show where they were gossiping... But like giving the gossip of the week, but the next week coming rather than the week just What then. would the show be called? Hang on, let, um, let me look up breakfast show names. You just keep talking for a moment. 
But yeah, I just think it'd be great. They'd be just all talking over the top of each other. I imagine it would probably be all three of them. And then maybe they'd have like a guest. So in in Australia, we have Sunrise, we have Today, we have News Breakfast and The Morning Show. Um, probably... The Morning Minority. <laughs> um, turning Cogs. Turning Cogs. <laughs> God. <laughs> they'd be just there in a panel, that one of those one-sided desks looking out at the audience. Still bald, I assume. So these are the bald pre-Cogs. Yeah. Are they in their in their barbs or um <laughs> Yes. Yes they are. They are still in the barbs, but like physical just regular bathtubs. <laughs> like, hello everybody and welcome to Talking Cogs. He's the charismatic one. He's very well known for like flying off the handle and going on tangents. And he's like, So this week uh wait, are they talking about what they're gonna talk about or are they talking about what's gonna happen? They're talking about what's going to happen. Uh, so this week... Because they're, pre- they're using their precog abilities to give the future gossip. Yeah, so this week yeah. uh, in, uh, in the Golden Globes, we have a number of winners um, that we're looking forward to seeing. Oh, they just share all the results. <laughs> <laughs> and the Golden Globes are like, fuck those guys. They just interview people who are going to win. <laughs> yeah, so how do you feel about the fact that you're going to win? <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio is like, well, um, I've already won once, so I don't... I think I think it was this show that I won on. I can't remember now. I've won so, I've won so many awards. I guess I'm pretty stoked. So this week coming, you don't win. How do you feel about that? Like this is the first time he hears of that. They bring him on, and they don't know what they're going to tell him. Oh, you don't win this week. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. It doesn't look like you're going to be winning this week. How so do how do you feel, feel about the nip slip you had later this how week? How do you feel about the scandal you're involved in soon? So you're so unfortunately. Our guest this today, um, he dies later this week. What do you think of that? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, um. Um, what? <laughs> Obviously, they don't tell anyone else. They, they want authentic reactions, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. They're like, it could be not true. One in a one in hundred times, it's not true. It may be not true, but generally. It probably is. It is probably almost definitely true. I mean, like everyone who comes <laughs> on this show dies eventually. That's just a fact. But yeah, just thought, I just thought that'd be cool. Talking cogs. Turning cogs. Yeah, that's a, I love that idea. Cog, Talking cog. cogs. But yeah. But yeah. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, we love that you hang around with us until the end of the episode. And we really appreciate it. If you want to come tell us that you appreciated us, you can find us on Twitter at ButYeahPod. Um, in the description now, you can, you can follow both of us individually. I'm I, Eamon. I got a tweet off. And Zeb, Zeb finally gripped... Those bird wings with his bare hands and he took flight and he has a Twitter that he's done one tweet in and I'm real proud of him. I've done I've done two tweets. <laughs> I did a second tweet, thank you. You can find his Twitter in our description at but yeah pod. Um you can also full of soon to be full of three tweets. Three tweets. Trays. You can also find our Facebook group, um, the But Yeah Podcast Group, which is very unimaginatively named, and we'll be making a little poll at some point to rename it. We should name it Talking Cogs. Talking Cogs, because it is just talking about upcoming. <laughs> that is going to be way too obscure. Um, so thanks for listening. We're we're thirty downloads away from a thousand downloads, and that's really cool. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.